Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We started out talking about cars with the Philadelphia Auto Show. And honestly, this wasn't planned. But now we're going to talk about the streets that the cars ride on. And to help us figure out or as I should say, navigate all the things that have to do with Philadelphia streets, we have turned to Chief Design Engineer Mark Washington of the Streets Department. Welcome to Reality Check. Mark, how are you? Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So this really got started uh, talking to someone at the Streets Department because I wanted to find out what happens when you are driving through intersections that you perceive as dangerous. Who's in charge? If you think that there's an intersection that needs a turn signal or needs some uh, signage or needs some lines painted on the street, who do you talk to? And I guess that would be you. So how do you determine when a street needs something extra or an intersection? Okay. Thanks, Tanya. I can explain that. Well, first of all, to start from the top, it is the streets department that, you know, responsible for all of this. Um, and we always, you know, tell the general public that if you feel as though we, you want to just check out something, check out an intersection, or you feel as though we need to add something, start with 311. Okay. Um, just to start at the back, uh, first of all, you know, we have a new uh, administration mm-hmm. and, you know, Mayor, Mayor Parker's administration is committed to supporting the safe uh, environment with respect to traffic signaling that keeps the safety of both pedestrians and motorists in mind. Um, the streets department is responsible for the operation and maintenance of traffic signs, traffic signals, pavement marks, and traffic common devices that regulate uh, and control traffic throughout the city. Uh, this is done in accordance with uh, pre-existing statutes, ordinances, laws, and federal and PennDOT standards, and is accomplished by collecting and compiling traffic data, uh, analyzing traffic accidents, and performing uh, traffic engineering studies. Um, with reference to anything, let's say, request a new traffic light or an always stop or left turn green signalization. Let's say folks uh, ask, how can we get a green arrow? Okay, the streets department is required to conduct a traffic engineering study before it can determine if, let's say, a left turn green arrow can be established. Mm-hmm. We can't just go out and just put it up there. Um, we got to go out there and see, okay, what's the problem? What's going on? Why is this just happening? Or why is there so much congestion? Why is not people feel it's not, it's not safe to make a left turn? Um, per the city solicitor, uh, the streets department is legally obligated to comply with the state vehicle code and follow all rules and guidelines set forth by the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, PennDOT. Um, they're the ones that put out, inf- you know, what guidelines we need to follow when it comes to changing traffic control devices anywhere in the city. Okay. Uh, and again, this is for traffic operation purposes, whether it's on the city street or state highway. Um, in my years as Years ago, as a young traffic engineer, the public would say, "Well, it's PennDOT also regulating what you're doing on the city street." So we're saying <laughs> for traffic operations, not dealing with the physical part of the street, we're okay. dealing with how to operate the street. PennDOT is the one that gives us the guidelines on how you know to do X, Y, Z, and it's like that for like other states too. And it's not just in Pennsylvania, but other states. You know, if you go to any other large city, I guarantee they're following their state's DOT guidelines. Okay. So getting back to like Philadelphia here. So again, uh, the Pennsylvania Vehicle Code, Pennsylvania Vehicle Code, State Vehicle Code require PennDOT to develop regulations governing traffic control devices in accordance with the Federal Highway Administration Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices. And these regulations apply to all public streets in Pennsylvania. 
Got it. Including all the streets in the field. Um, adding a left turn green signalization usually requires provision of a left turning lane, okay, which can complicate things, especially considering the existing width of the street, okay? Question is, do, am I going to have room to put a left turn lane in should conditions uh, warrant for green signalization? Um, signal projects, especially ones on state routes like Lancaster Avenue and Gerard Avenue, can be complex. Uh, PennDOT often requires the city to fully upgrade the traffic signals whenever a modification is recommended, especially on state roadways here in the city. Uh, today, petitions, unfortunately today, petitions do not apply to requests for adding a left turn green signalization. New traffic signals, nor like new always stop controls. I know years ago, people say, well, yeah, people protest or they block a street or block an intersection, sending like pages of petitions. And unfortunately, we, you know, you just don't go and say, okay, I'm going to put uh, a left turn green arrow because of petition. You still have to do our due diligence, go out there, see what's going on, look at the situation. If it's warranted for a left turn green arrow, that's great. Uh, but also, if, it, if it's not warranted, then we look at other alternative measures. Same thing with like, you know, when it comes to new and new devices, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's traffic light or all way. We look at other solutions to the problem. Okay. Um, so okay, they do not apply to, to, you know, to that. We have to do a study. Uh, as mentioned, again, city solicitors say, hey, the street department must follow all these rules and guidelines set forth by PennDOT. Uh, we got to do a traffic study. Um, for so, left turn green arrow, like I'm going to like specifically, so intersections are studied to determine if the criteria for the use and determination of the need for left turn green arrow signals as can be satisfied as prescribed by PennDOT and the Federal Highway Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices. And relevant studies, uh, you know, when we do when these studies are done, they evaluate factors such as how many cars, vehicles are using that intersection, traffic volumes. Um, also, we're looking at visibility. Again, you know, we're looking at how many lanes are out. Okay. Big things like says I mentioned, you are gonna okay, can I put a left turn lane in? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's gonna be wrong? And then we also look at police accident reports. Okay. And usually these studies are typically done uh on a typical weekday. Um typically I would say Tuesday through Thursday. You don't want to do it on Monday because Monday, you know, half the traveling public might be <laughs> off work. Right. Okay, or Friday, half the traveling public might be off. So you might want to, you know, you I say you want to do your study Tuesday through Thursdays. And, and, you know, avoid the holiday weeks or holidays. Um, usually the initial criteria for signalize the left turn green movement. Uh, we look at two, well, for traffic volumes, how many cars, I'm looking at how many left turns are happening per hour. Okay. okay? And that goes into looking at what, what are the timings of the signal? Okay. Don't want to, I don't want to try to t- complicate the math here, but we look at what's the timing for the signals existing wise at that time. And then we do the calculations to determine how many cars are making or how many vehicles are making that turn per hour. Okay. And depending on the, the, the timing of the signals, there's a certain criteria as far as like how many cars, um, we had to make a left turn for us to consider a left turn error. So let, let, let me ask you a question because it, it mm-hmm. sounds like there are steps and there's bureaucracy. How do people get started? And then uh, if they just, you know, you keep going through the same intersection, you feel like it's dangerous, you feel like, why isn't there mm-hmm. a left turn arrow here? How do you get started? Does it is it better as an individual? Is it better as an organization? And who do you talk to to say, you know, it seems like it would be great if there was a left turn signal here the, it, it, the individual anybody can go like as i mentioned they can go through 311 okay um 
me personally, I tell the, I tell the public every meeting I've been to, I say, look, get the, the 311 app on your phone or do 311, you know, through your computer. So that way it has a tracking number. Okay. And then every 311 calls that comes in, whether it's to our traffic engineers, whether it's to any other department, they got to get that every day. They get a number, they get a code a number to it, and they're required to do the study. Um, study traffic studies take uh, approximately 12 weeks to be completed because we get studies all the time coming in citywide. Um, so I always tell folks call 311, not call 311. I, I call 311, but you're, you know, you talk to a person, but where if you, if you do it like on a, you know, your app or on the computer, right away you'll get a code number. Okay. And then from there, um, you know, as long as you leave your name, you tell, you know, leave your name, your email address, maybe your address. Um, then that person, the engineers, will get that information. They initiate the study, and they are required, once the study's done, they're required to re- respond to that person. Hopefully, if they have an email address, they explain to them, you know, whether yay or nay, whether yay, you get, you're getting the, the left-turn arrow, or no, you're not. And if there's, not, if there's a no decision, they need to explain why. Okay, why is it happening? And then from there, as I explained um, earlier, you, you also, we, we're looking at, we want to maybe look at alternative measures. You know, maybe you maybe need to change the timers, existing-wise. Um, and if I may make further explain, too, when we're looking at the number of vehicles making a left turn, you also look at what is called a conflict factor. A uh, conflict factor is basically taking the number of left turn vehicles and multiplying that by the number of vehicles that are going through that intersection. Um so let's say I'm looking at Lancaster Avenue at 52nd Street, for example. Um, I may look at the number because the number that is of that is such a notorious intersection. It's like a five yeah. point intersection. There's traffic coming at you when you try to make the left turn. There's traffic that could be coming at you from the left hand side. So it's funny that you mentioned that one because that was one of the ones yeah. on my list. So are there a list of dangerous intersections that you're already studying that we don't know, like 52nd and Lancaster? Um, that first, I don't have that information on me. That would be my, my the traffic engineers. Okay. Um, and our traffic that would, would know about that. But to use um, but that as an, at, use, to use that as an example, that's a good one. Yeah. And, and, and you make a good point. That, that's great. I'm, and I appreciate that question because what we do is, I'm, when we, we say no to an intersection. Okay. Like I said, again, we have to look at alternative measures, look at some alternatives, what we can do to make that intersection better. And then worst case scenario, you might say, you know what? We might have to do a project and may have to kind of really think long, think hard on how to make the, the intersection improvement work out there. Uh, but as I may, I might kind of go into explain it, you know, what we look at further. We also look at uh, how many cars are going through that intersection. Sure. Okay. So let's say Lancaster, how many vehicles are going eastbound? Okay. Versus how many vehicles are making that left turn from the westbound direction? Okay. And we're looking at all that. Um, and let's say now, Let's say we have enough vehicles making a left turn. Let's just say they have enough vehicles making a left turn. Let's say our conflict factor meets the threshold as set for in PennDOT's manual. Okay. Third thing we're looking at, big thing we're looking at too, is if we were to put a left turn arrow in. Okay. All right. If you put a left turn arrow in, this is anywhere, not just in Philadelphia, but anywhere, industry-wise. Now you got to look at, okay, I need to take time away from my movement. Okay. Um, I had a similar situation years ago. And when I was in the traffic engineer, as a young traffic engineer, I'm going to give you an example. Adams and Rising Sun Avenue in Northeast Philly. Uh, for years, they wanted a left turn arrow. For years, we couldn't. And we said, well, look, if I put a left turn arrow in, 
Now I got to take time away from one of these movements. And heaven forbid, I don't want to take time away from the time we're giving pedestrians across those streets. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes you have to be careful if you put a left turn arrow in. You, if you put a left turn arrow in, you say, look, I'm taking time away from that intersection, but also I might be jamming up the intersection that's upstream or up the street or the block away or a block away, you know, block down the street. So we look at all that. And then we also look at the police accident crash history. Um, that's a big thing. Uh, with the, you know, we, we rely on folks, hopefully, you know, well, if there's an accident, you know, hopefully folks are stopping and exchanging that information, reporting that to the police. All right. So they can put that in their data. And then what we're looking at, we're looking at the police accident, any intersection, you're looking at the history for the last three years, typically. Okay. And, you know, if this, you know, if it's a situation where, hopefully, you know, hopefully it was no fatalities, hopefully it was nothing serious, but if it was something that contribute where we need to do something, we would, would do something. Um, but um, like I say again, we like to look at everything. You know, how many left turns are making a turn? Uh, and then also comparing it to how many uh, through vehicles are going through that intersection. Okay. And then we're looking at the crash history. This is Reality Check. I'm Tanya Pendleton. If you're just joining us, we are talking to Chief Design Engineer Mark Washington from the Streets Department, who is helping us understand how intersections work and how the Streets Department can help uh, pedestrians and traffic get through these intersections safely. So it sounds like, Mark, that what people should do first, if they really have an intersection that they have an issue with, and you mentioned 52nd in Lancaster, which I think is yes. a, a very notorious one, if you have to drive through it regularly, uh, that you start out with 311. Now, I, is there strength in numbers? So could you get a group of folks together to make a complaint? And would that help uh, prioritize it if people really think that the intersection is dangerous? No, as I mentioned, like petitions, you know, petitions don't really, unfortunately, hold the weight because we are legally obligated to do the study. Okay. Um, now, some people, they may not want to go through... Uh, 311, um, and, I, and I understand that. Um, I have folks that say, hey, I, every time I, well, I tell people, do the app, you know, go to 311 app, you get, you get a, you know, a, a reference number, and then once you get the information, somebody will, you know, will let you, you know, get in contact with you once the study's done. Um, but there has been cases where folks had tend to say, look, I'm, a, you know, they're going to go through the district city council person, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the district city council person will contact the traffic engineers, okay, and then now you have a paper trail. Now you have, you know, Nanny Post put it into um, our, our system, you know, as far as, you know, tracking it. And again, they have, you know, trapping users have 12 weeks to do the study. Um, but again, like I say again, when we when we do the studies and if, if, if the left turn arrow is not warranted, now we have to look at other other maybe other uh, remedies to the situation. Well, I was going to um, say that there are there are kind of notorious places in and around the city where you've seen improvements. Roosevelt Boulevard, prime example, where there is now mm-hmm. signage, there is now ticketing. There are the streets are painted differently. The same with Cobb's Creek, that was also a notorious route. So there are signs around the city that the streets department, uh, Washington Avenue. I understand that there's a study yes. done there, and you've seen some changes in the painting on the 
on the street. So there does seem to be some movement in terms of some of these areas that people have consistently said are problems around the city. But you you definitely mentioned one of the top ones, 52nd and Lancaster. So that is yeah. one that if people feel that this is a problem, that they can reach out, as you said, to 311, forge a complaint, and then that's something yes. you have to respond to uh, or potentially go through a city council member and say that it's an issue. Um, those are two ways that you can start uh, the process, at least. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. And again, just stressing it too. We, you know, like I said, um, and, it, and if we turn, if we turn out, you know, we we said no maybe a couple of years ago. We still, folks do come back to us, you know, two years later, say, hey, take a look at it again. Um, and then there's like, unfortunately been cases where. And I'm I'm thinking like along like streets like Board Street, uh, maybe Market Street, some areas where um, sometimes you may have to ban left turns and encourage folks to maybe like make the left turn at the next intersection. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case all the time, but that has kind of been like a last resort. But at the end of the day, we always looking at, you know, is there a way we can increase the timing at the given intersection? Uh, can we do a full upgrade? Um, but like I said, again, uh, for folks to, you know, if you want to, you know, uh, intersection looked at uh, by the streets department, you, you, you put the question through 311. Wonderful. Or, you know, reach out to your district city council person. So at least we know that this, this is a little bit more complicated a process than some of us might have said as we've driven through these various mm-hmm. intersections and say it just seems like a no brainer here. But that there right. are uh, as, as a community and as citizens, that there are some ways that we can reach out if we feel that we have already put in these uh, complaints or requests that we can go through a city council person to see if they can help mm-hmm. uh, assist with that. But that, again, it's a it's a bunch of different things that go into it that we may not realize there's a lot a lot goes into <laughs> it and like I said, again i'm going to stress too again like i said if if i was to, if i was to able to or my colleagues able to put in that left turn arrow like i said again we had to you know play with the times am i taking time away from a movement at that intersection mm-hmm. we don't want to take time away from pedestrians because at the end of the day pedestrians are they're more i i prioritize the pedestrians over a vehicle right that's very i'm, I'm telling you this what it's you know, very seriously. Um, even with our vulnerable uh, pedestrians, seniors, kids, you know, I'm not taking time away from them. I'll make sure that they get the time to cross the street. Right. And like I said, again, in my experience, we dealt with it at other intersections. Like I said, my, my favorite one, Amazon Rise of Sun, we dealt with it. Now right. I think Amazon Rise of Sun, now Amazon Rise of Sun, I think has, it has the left turn arrow, but that had, that involved coming back, year, you know, a few years later and rebuilding that intersection, widening the different, um, uh, streets right. and widening the streets that was involved. Uh, again, like I said, when you put in the left turn arrow, you got to think about how many lanes you got. Do I need to walk, you know, and it's tough to widen the street. You can't really widen the streets anywhere in the city because everything's so built up. But the bottom line is the community does uh, play a role in making sure that the streets department is aware of some of these intersections that are notorious, that they do have the ability to make a, forge a complaint, ask for a study, and that even if that study is denied, that they might be able then to go back to a city council person and say, hey, you know, we've tried, we went through the process, and we still think that this intersection needs some kind of reconfiguring. So Mark Washington, chief design engineer, for the Streets Department. Thank you so much for coming on to Reality Check today and answering these questions for us. Tanya, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. 
You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 